0: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Dan, happy new year. How are you?
2: Yeah, Happy New Year to you guys. Thank
1: you very much. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start and get your thoughts on what happened last night in, in Cincinnati uh, with the DeMar Hamlin situation. Uh, you and John both obviously played in the league. I can't imagine uh, what teammates and even coaches uh, are going through and went through last night. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, probably... Uh... What anybody saw that's played this sport or, or been out there. I mean, it, it was it turned from one thing uh, into uh, something totally different, and and that's when reality hits. Like, well, this, this is not the norm. And uh, here's what I, the, I listen, I, man. Thoughts, our thoughts and prayers go out to him, his family, everybody involved, the whole Buffalo Bills family, and everybody that was out there in that moment. Because, man, when <laughs> You go through all that you go through with guys, um, and injuries injuries happen, you know, and, and you, you learn to move on, but if I can only imagine being out there, and that's one of your brothers, and you realize things get real in a hurry, and, and you're trying to get him back, and uh, that'll shake you, man, and uh, so I, I'm just, I'm glad they did the right thing and didn't finish that out last night. That, that wouldn't have been smart, so... But thoughts and prayers for them.
3: How do you talk to your guys about what happened? Because I know that – I mean, you and I obviously don't play anymore, but we've had moments where – like Corey Stringer back in 2001. that That was a real situation. You guys had one earlier with Savion Smith where it was, you know, you had to pull the ambulance on the field. How do you have that conversation with your guys about going on the field and risking life and limb every time they go out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just – there's such a fine line, right? There's a balance between uh, understanding uh, that this, there there is risk in this game and we all sign up for it, you know, uh, but also understanding that at some point, man, that, it goes beyond that, and that's 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 the scary that's the scary side of it that uh, you really don't want to even think about. You know, I sure as heck never did. And I think if you start thinking too much into it, you'll never want to play this game. And and that's where you got to be careful. Um, but I know it's something we got to talk about, and and because uh, it's out there, and this is a real human being, and uh, those are his brothers out there, and and. Uh, Man, that's something that just won't ever leave you, you know. And I, the only thing I, – I hate that it was out there as long as it was out there, honestly. You know, and I know everybody just thought it was a – is it a, you know, a normal injury or, or something different. But uh, this is – it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to see. Yeah. It'd be true. tough for our players to see. Yeah,
1: I'm sure, yeah, because there's a brotherhood between every between player players, in, yeah. in, in, in the NFL. All right, getting back to uh, – Happier things uh I guess you couldn't have scripted Sunday any better. I mean we thought the giant game was uh, your best game this season, but uh, Sunday was just a complete ass kicking by you guys, especially coming back from what you came back for Carolina uh how impressive are you with your team
2: yeah, I, listen i was i was uh, I was proud of our guys I was very very proud of our guys uh, they completely responded uh, and and I was so I was not shocked by that I mean I've said it before. I know what kind of guys we have, um, and they were locked in. Wednesday, we came in, we acknowledged it. We, we, you know, we knew where our follies were at. We had to clean it up, and they—you could tell—they were serious about going back to work. And listen, it's not an easy thing to do in this league. Now we're at 17 games instead of 16, and we had one padded day left, and we're going to use it on Wednesday. It's not an easy thing to come in in week 17 and pad up on Wednesday and go go after each other again, but yet. They trusted us and believed that it is what we needed and it showed up on Sunday. And so that, that, I was proud of our guys for that, man. They didn't, they didn't bat an eye. They didn't, they didn't bitch. They didn't complain, at least not in front of us. I know there's always things that come up, but you never saw it out there. And seriously, that's just how they've always been. They just work. And, uh, and it, and it was validated Sunday, and, and I was just proud of the way they came back, man. I thought we won in the trenches, which is where it all starts, and then it just uh, works its way out on the perimeter, which those guys played well. And honestly, we had very, very, very few guys that didn't play well this game, and that's, that's encouraging.
3: And uh, what's really encouraging is the young defensive players that are finding a way to get home. And I want to focus just for a moment on James Houston, Eight sacks in six games. He was brought up off the practice squad, originally cut. What did you see from him in the first 10 weeks of the season? Because you're still watching him. What did he do? Where was he? (laughs) Well, no, to continue to develop because, I mean, from us watching, like we didn't see much when we watched practice in in the preseason. We didn't see much in the games. So nobody was questioning him being cut. But what did you see from him at practice throughout those 10 weeks that led you to believe that, yeah, you know, Hey, we want to bring them up, but could also have this type of production.
2: Yeah. I, there again, it's just, it, it, it takes time. And, and I'll tell you what we saw and what I saw was the, uh, you know, we were doing a significant amount of one-on-ones every Wednesday. We were doing it at least Wednesdays or Thursdays. And, and so, you know, that's where it began. and, <clears throat> you know, all of a sudden, man, you get to week eight or whatever, or week—I guess actually it's more like week six, somewhere in there—and you're starting to do it. And every time you watch these one-on-ones, you know he's getting his reps, and and sometimes he gets them against Decker, sometimes it's Sewell, sometimes it's Skip or it's now Nel- whatever. The fact is, but what you're seeing is you're watching. You're like, whoa, okay, man, look at that dip. You know, there's the dip, and he gets under something, and so now you're kind of intrigued, right? Like, all right there it's in there and uh and then the next week it gets a little better and the next week and and on top of that you watch him on scout team going against our guys and uh you know he's a dn and you're pulling for him on the perimeter you're running a stutter scheme you know and he's just whoop slips the guard and you're like whoa um and it just man week after week it it felt like every week you just he started to show up more and more and started making plays and pretty soon uh you're like, man, I, I think this kid's ready. Um, and then when your old line's looking at you like, man, when's he playing? You're like, yeah, all right, he's ready.
1: You don't second guess yourself for not bringing him up earlier, do you?
2: No, no, the time was right. Look, and I said this before. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. We we couldn't make a move. We had, there was a certain amount of things that we had to get through with injuries and where we were at. On the roster that we couldn't. Would we have liked to get him up two weeks earlier? Yeah, Brad and I had talked about it probably two weeks prior to that, trying to find a way. Um, but as far as the timing was right, man, like he, he was ready. He was not ready early in the year. He was a different player, but it's just it goes to show somebody with talent and who has the, is willing to work and learn and grow and do like Houston is, man, the sky's the limit because he's got it in his body.
3: Uh, and then, in terms on the other side of the ball, your tight ends have been a, a great outlet, especially you know in the red zone for Jared Goff. When you guys made the move to move on from T.J. Hawkinson, did you expect your three tight ends, Brock Wright, Jilstra, and Mitchell, to be able to step up and fill that void the way that they have?
2: Yeah, well, there again, I think it was the the void would always be filled by. The, the skill room oh all, all encompassing the tight ends the uh, you know the receivers and the backs so we we knew however that came about it would be spread throughout there but yes I always felt like it'd be by committee that that Hawkinson's void that's how it would be filled um and so that's that's really showing up right now and those guys have done a good job they're all a little bit different but they've all really grown for us and uh you know, the thing about, they're still learning, they're still young, but man, they're, they're, uh, they're hungry, um, they're pretty conscientious, you know, they work their rear off at practice, and they're only going to get better, all three of them. And I just, there again, I like the fact that the, all three of them have a different skill set. They're just, you know, because I, I like having that in the tight end room. I think you want versatility. I think you need one of each, you know. You need a blocker, you need a receiver, you need a hybrid guy, and I think they're all kind of that way.
1: Sunday night Lambo prime time for the Packers. You know they control their own destiny. You guys need help earlier in the, in the day. How much I don't know. Scoreboard watching you going to do between uh, four o'clock and, and and seven o'clock per se.
2: Well, everybody's going to want to see it. I mean, of course, you want to know whether whether are you are you uh, are you winning to go to the playoffs or are you winning just to keep somebody else from going to the playoffs. You know, that's all. But it, uh, you're going to want to know. And uh, look, it, it's it wasn't up to us when we played. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not shocked that we're we're uh, the night game. No. I mean, I knew it would be. Uh, it wasn't going to be about us, and that's fine, man. This is this is going to be awesome because uh, we get a chance to to go out. and uh, show what we're capable of and and just put up a hell of a fight. So it's going to be – it'll be as good as it gets.
1: If you were Pete Carroll or a Seattle Seahawks fan, wouldn't you be a little bit upset? Because the whole thing was supposed to be, when they changed this, that teams in these scenarios were going to play at the exact same time so nobody would have any sort of, I don't know, advantage or or know what was going on.
2: Well, that's what they said, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh but what? no yeah but you know what i know coach carroll and he's like of course i'm sure it, it doesn't fire him up but at the same token it's like look we got to handle our business and so that's what he's telling them and uh and no matter what happens with us we gotta handle our business we're a prideful group and uh you know and we'll just we'll take it as it comes but we'll we'll be ready to go So I've never been
3: one that that felt like bulletin board material played that much of a factor, especially when the game gets going. Like during the week, it gives you something to talk about. You can get fired up a little bit here and there. But Aaron Rodgers, after the first game, didn't give a lot of respect to the fact that you guys beat them in Ford Field. Uh, A few weeks ago, he mentioned, hey, you know, there's one team that's 500. Like we've heard all of those different quotes, he, and you just mentioned it. Like this but he is did, not. He did.
1: He, did, he give. The, he did say they're not the same old Lions anymore. Right. But it's. It, and, and this one is clearly about
3: Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You guys have a chance to go in there and make this about you. I think that's a huge motivating factor. But how much do you see the words of Aaron Rodgers? How much do your players look at that and say this is a motivating factor for going into the game?
2: Well, I, I think more than anything, they 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 love the challenge of this man. And uh, yeah, look, that was all. That's been weeks ago. And uh, it, the fact of matter of, of it is this: we got a chance to go and Sunday night football in Lambeau under the lights. Mm. Uh, you know, I mentioned this the other day. the Historic Lambeau, man. And uh, oh. and you get to go against a Hall of Fame quarterback who's trying to get into the playoffs, and you get to show your own worth, man, and where you stand against that and that team. And I think, man, if you want a challenge and you're somebody that's all about competition, what better, better way to go out? And uh, so I I just can't wait for this. And I know our guys can't either. It's going to be awesome.
1: Uh, Why are they better now than they were when you played them earlier? Is it just their, their defense and them getting healthy? Why are they better now?
2: No, I feel like their defense played pretty good. The last time we played them, their yeah. defense was good, and uh, and they're getting more takeaways now than they were earlier. That that's really shown up. Um, but I, this defense has been good all year, in my opinion. They're just they're finding more takeaways. I think special teams—they found some return game now. That's what makes them dangerous. You know, Nixon's—he's a dangerous returner, uh, and then <clears throat> they're in a better rhythm offensively. They're in a better rhythm. You know. Uh, the quarterback's playing better, certainly, um, and they've got a one-two punch at, at the uh, back position. The receivers are, are growing; they're young, de- they're beginning to develop. They have developed, so this is a this is a, a better team than we faced uh, the last time. But we're also better mm-hmm. as well.
1: Final thing: Do you have any words to console uh, my buddy here over his alma mater uh, <laughs> pooping the bed on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve?
2: Oh, uh, listen, that's tough, man. I, and and uh, look, as somebody that outside looking in, I didn't go there. I, I can only imagine if it was my school. I get it. But I just know this from afar. It was a hell of a year, man. I mean, yeah. and that's been a hell of two years for yeah. Michigan. They're only going to right the right places. I mean, they ain't going down. They're only going to continue to go up, in my opinion. So, you know, I know it doesn't make anybody feel better, but I think it's it's you're on the right track.
3: No, I don't feel better, but thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, kick, kick some ass on, on on Sunday, and hopefully you get a little help. And hopefully this time next week we'll be talking about a playoff game.
2: All right, you guys have a good one. All right, thanks, that's Dan, Dan
1: Campbell, head coach of the Lions. Stonia Jansen, ninety-seven, won the ticket.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com.